Wake up, world. You're now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. Got Alex Moore back in the lab with me today. What up, Alex? What's up, Pounce? I'm glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Two always. in a row. Oh, two in a row. <laughs> back to back. I woke up and win two days in a row, man. It hey, feels good. It's only right, man. It's only right. But before <laughs> we get the podcast started today, um, this episode is brought to you by Dovetail Coffee. Alex, you know a little something about Dovetail, huh? I know it's delicious. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. Matter of fact, I got a cup in my hand right now yeah, while yeah. I'm uh, sitting here <laughs> recording. But Dovetail Coffee it's phenomenal, delicious, delicious coffee. And we actually have a promo code for Dovetail. If you go to dovetailcoffee.com and you put in the promo code WAKE UP, you get free shipping. Yeah. And I know a lot of you all are coffee drinkers. I'm I'm just now becoming a coffee drinker, but I do have this delicious cup of Dovetail Coffee in my hand right now. So go to dovetailcoffee.com, use my wake up, my code wake up. Wake up is the code. Uh, you get free shipping to your house, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Deliciously different, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's deliciously It's the different. first part of waking up and winning. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and we got it going on right here, right now. So uh, I want to dig into some things today, and I kind of want to do a recap, because this is actually going to be the last Wake Up and Win episode of 2017 we gotta go out with a bang then. gotta go out with a bang yeah. we're gonna go out with a bang we're <laughs> definitely gonna go out with a bang so uh be ready to ride because it's gonna be a good one and 2017 in my opinion was a very interesting year because i looked at it in some cases as a year of exposure and we're gonna more so talk about some of the major events that happened in the world of sports politics and culture but i think a lot of things were exposed this year in 2017 uh, first thing, starting with race. I mean, if you look at, you know, everything that went down between players and the president and yeah. sports talk host and the president <laughs> and NFL players taking a knee. Now, I know Colin Kaepernick started that in 2016, but 2017, it seemed, it seemed to have carryover. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot more people involved, a lot more players, a lot more athletes involved. And so I think it's pretty interesting to kind of, talk about what we think 2017 meant to society yeah the year 2017 like i said for me it was a year of exposure and i want to start off kind of talking about the race topic uh equality mm -hmm. things of that sort obviously you've had guys like lebron james steph curry who have been very public and speaking out against these types of issues you've also had many nfl players who kind of carried on the tradition that colin kaepernick started um, you had Donald Trump, who kind of resisted, you know, the equality message. And, you know, he resisted the player NFL player protest. He resisted people like Jamil Hill. Um, you had the Dakota Access Pipeline happen this year. It was a lot of things that happened that kind of exposed where we are today in terms of race in American society, especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and another thing that was exposed is how people view these kind of events. And that kind of came into the separation where there was ultimately a disagreement on from different people on how they viewed events like taking a knee. Some people thought it was representative of them, you know, disrespecting the flag and others thought it was representative of people who were taking a knee saying that, Hey, you know, we feel like we're not being represented fairly in our, in, in our culture. And, you know, so there's like, there's kind of a divide and that's kind of one thing, especially exposed, exposed. And I want to, you say 2017 is a year of exposure. I want to say 2017 is a year of division. 
division. And, okay. And what when I when I say that, and I think they kind of work together. Yeah, actually. for sure. And the fact is that what was exposed was how divided we are when we can't even agree on what someone is doing to protest. Right. And we can't even agree. We can't even agree on that. Even when they tell us what they're doing. Even when they flat out yeah, say they what they're doing, they give you the doing. reason why they're the reason, protesting, and we yeah. still can't agree on it. So, yeah, I kind of to piggyback on you saying 2017 is a year of exposure. I kind of want to say it's a year of division. Now, is that a good thing? Because we're in the <laughs> no. United States of America, but but here's United. My, but but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Sometimes you gotta something's gotta kind of break down for it to be put all back together. Yeah, you know, in yeah. some cases, you know, obviously. We can go on and on as far as the history is concerned in America, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sports and athlete activism, which was more powerful than I've probably ever seen or that I can at least remember in my lifetime. I know there's been a lot more powerful events. I mean, I, I know my history. You got the Jackie Robinsons, the Muhammad Ali's, the Jack Johnson's, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. The list goes on when it comes to athletes especially that have been outspoken when it comes to equality in America, when it comes to race issues, when it comes to those types of politics. But for me, the reason why I call it, and I agree that, yes, we're divided. I think this country is definitely divided now. And I think sports was probably the biggest asset in exposing that this country is divided. But for me, what seems kind of hopeless right now because the division is there, yeah. I think ultimately is going to show and prove why things need to come together in the future because I think stuff is just all over the place right now. I think we lack organization. We lack togetherness when it comes to many of these issues, but it's also affecting our society. It's affecting how people move. It's affecting how people think. And I think ultimately, while it may seem hopeless right now that things are being exposed that things are so divided and people are kind of leaning left or leaning right or whatever the case may be. I think eventually people will get tired of this and it'll ultimately come down to what's right and what's wrong. I could be wrong, but this is what (laughs) I I truly believe. I'm just trying to be more optimistic about, you know, many of these issues that are going on out there because right now things seem to be kind of hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like going back to the beginning of what you were saying, the, the saying you gotta the, you gotta crack eggs to make an omelet, right? right? Like something has to break first for, in order for it to get better, and that is something that we also saw this year. We saw a lot of things break down. I mean, you and you, I know we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but the Me Too movement yeah. is another another aspect of that, where it's like, okay, you know, this is very painful yeah. right now while it's happening, but it has to happen in order for things to get better. So we just need to. You know, persevere, get through it, make the right decisions, make the right choices, which I feel like for the most part, our our culture has made the right choices. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how it's going to get better. Um, But when you're talking like about the division and being optimistic about it, there is there's there's a lot of room for optimism and there's a lot of a lot of happy things that are happening. My concern is like with how much division that we have right now, like where 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 does the optimism come from yeah and, you know and that kind of thing it's just like some because it's easy and especially for me like you get on twitter mm-hmm. you get on instagram and it's like all you see and it's and it's your kind of connection it's your connection with the world yeah, in a for sense sure. you know like you know you and you just see so much so much negativity listening to the news and all this stuff and it's just like 
it's it's just hard to get out of that mold. But I, I agree with that. But this is what I also believe. I think we're in more of a trendy society. I yeah. think society is very trendy. And with society being so trendy, I feel as if things are coming and going. And that could also be a bad thing when you talk about things such as these protests, which is why I'm so kind of impressed by how long these protests have lasted. Because, like I said, this started in 2016. Yeah, And yeah. it carried through pretty much this entire year. And I honestly think it's going to continue carrying through while 45 is in office. Uh, when I And it may not necessarily be get on a knee and protest the flag, but I think a lot of people are going to be a lot more outspoken about what's going on in the world and what's going on in society. Yeah. And it's almost like a resistance in some cases from both sides. But I think that's what's needed because when you get resistance from both sides, eventually people you have to getting, come together. You got to come together. You got to yeah. figure out a way to come together because eventually it's like, okay, this thing is either going to just fall completely apart because both sides are resisting, or somebody's going to have to come to their senses and understand what's right. Ultimately, a lot of people are going to have to come to their senses and understand what's right. I think we got a long way to go. I'm not saying that we don't. Yeah. Look who's in office, 45's in. Your prerogative, your opinion on him is whatever that case may be. But as far as I'm concerned, I think we got a long way to go. But I also think instead of keeping it under the surface and beneath the surface, Talk the fact it. that it's being exposed, the fact that it's being talked about, yeah. the fact that people are active in kind of learning and researching and figuring out what's the truth, what isn't the truth, how other people think, how other people don't think, what other people understand, what other people don't understand, what a particular group of people may grow through in comparison to another particular group of people. I think that's all a part of the learning experience um, from the exposure of things kind of falling apart right now in this country. Okay, so let's look at the let's look at the protests for example. Then the the, the taking a knee. As far as both sides coming together, because me and you, we we've had some arguments with yeah. some people about the about taking yeah, a knee protests, you know. And how do people come together? Let me ask you this: How do people come together on that subject? Because it really seems there's a straight division where it's like some people think this is this is disrespectful. Some people think it's empowering. How do the people who disagree with that? How do they come together on a decision you know what like I, you, that? You know what I think is going to be, and you know what I and just to be very uh, transparent with you, I think it's more so a situation that we may not see in our lifetime. We may not see the full result of this separation and this resistance and these different movements during our lifetime. But there's no denying, like I mentioned earlier, the Jackie Robinsons, the Jack Johnsons, the Muhammad Ali's, the list goes on and the list goes on yeah. of athletes, activists. I mean, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X. I mean, we can just go on and on as far as history is concerned. There's no denying that we're in a better place than a lot of those athletes were during the times that they had sure. to go through their own experiences of lack of equality, you know, lack of rights, being a specific color in society, and that being a disadvantage to them um, as athletes and just as humans and just people in society. I think we're in a better place still than we were before. I think there's a lot of history that was really, really bad. I mean, you go back to slavery, you go back to 
the fact that Jackie Robinson had to even become the first player to even be able to play baseball. You just you think about so many different things, and I think we've gotten somewhere, but it's hard for us to sit here and think that with everything that's going on right now, that the real result from all of this won't come in our lifetime. And it kind of in some ways can be discouraging because it's like, yeah. does it even matter what we're doing right now if we won't get to see it in our lifetime? Yeah. We, we may not get the full result that we want in our lifetime, but you have to keep pressing forward. You have to think about the generations ahead of you. You have to think about the young kids that are growing up and seeing all this and being exposed to all this, especially in such a crazy society where social media is just at an all-time high right now. And it's probably going to get higher in 2018. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. You got to think about the kids that are coming up and what it is that they're seeing and being exposed to. And you got to hope that the message that we're putting out there is ultimately going to teach them and they can grow up and unite in ways that maybe we didn't get to unite. The same way I think that we grew up and, we, and united with people of different backgrounds in different ways than our parents were able to unite with people of different backgrounds. So I think this is going to be an ongoing thing. I don't think there's a time limit necessarily on when we'll see the result. But we have to keep pushing towards that result because if we don't, Things are just going to keep spiraling out of control, and I think we're going to digress instead of progress. Yeah, and you bring up a you bring up a really good point when you're talking about like Jackie Robinson and people from the past, because while their impacts have been felt in an extremely powerful way, we still haven't really felt the full impact of them. Even they're no. they're continuing. You know, every kid who picks up a book and reads about Muhammad Ali, or every kid who watches a YouTube video about Jackie Robinson or something, their their power, their impact is still being felt. Yeah, you know, constantly every day. So you, yeah, you're totally right about that. This old, like you said, it started last year, and maybe we, you know, it maybe we shouldn't be talking about it in 2017 still, but we are still talking about it in 2017 still, and we will still talk about it in 2018. And so it's going to continue to grow in that way. And so that's why we got to keep talking. And, and about I think it. it's a situation where, as long as it's on people's radar, people are going to be conscious about it. Uh, I think it's a situation to where now that we're talking about it, now that this is trending, now that this is what's out and about, now that social media has exposed several different issues in society. People are going to now have that on their conscience, whether it be police, whether it be people of color, whether it be people that aren't of color, regardless of who it is. It's more of a conscious thing that I believe. And some people fight that. Sometimes you fight what's on your conscience when you know a particular way or you are brought up in a particular way to where you'll kind of resist what it is that's on your conscience. But I'd rather it be on somebody's conscience and they try to fight and resist that and their mind kind of plays tricks on them because you're figuring out right from wrong rather than be stuck in their old ways that may not necessarily be beneficial to society. The fact that it's being talked about, the fact that it's on everybody's conscience now, I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I kind of to turn this a little bit local um the blazers lose in minnesota by one point the yeah, other night right and millard's walking off the floor he's going to the bus or something like yeah. that do you see this video i did, I did. yeah and a, and a fan and it was it, it was, turned out it was an anti-gay slur mm -hmm. that he yelled at lillard and lillard walks over there and man it gave me chills a little bit because he just walks over and he's like who said that who said that you know and he's got that look on his face like 
man, that's not okay. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be doing that. Then the fan apologizes and all this stuff, and then Lillard walks away. But it's just like it's just like little things like that, you know? You got to think about it. And even when you bring up something like that, there was a point in time where players had fans that threw all kind of slurs at yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And they had to just take it. They just had to take it. <laughs> they just had to take I it. I know, so exactly. The fact that Lillard was able to walk over there expose the person who said it yeah. and basically let them know that they were wrong and the video goes viral yeah. and everybody's now seeing it and everybody's now learning that that's wrong and it's now on everybody's conscience. I think that's much better than people just being quiet and not saying anything at all, even if it seems that that's bringing division to this country. I'd rather things be divided and exposed than being united but not really being united because – we have this division and we have people feeling some type of way in one area and another type group of people feeling the type of way in another area. And we're acting as if we're not united, but we're really not. Yeah. And when I say division. Um, I think that was a good word, by the way. I, I, yeah, thank you. I, I, do. I think that was a good word. <laughs> thank by the you. Way. But it's also division can also be changed through your perspective or how things are represented. So like. When you have someone who is saying these anti-gay things at Lillard when he's walking to the bus, like the division, there isn't really division. You know, most people should be, you would think, would be on Damian Lillard's side, right? Yeah. If someone says something bad at him, he has the absolute right to go up to them and say, you know, who said that? And kind of with this attitude of, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. But for some reason, even when stuff like this happens, and I, 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 for you know, to bring it into like the political sphere, like the Roy Moore stuff, for example. Yeah. You know, you would think that there wouldn't be division, but there was. Yeah. But it was a very, it was a small group of people, and that's that's why he lost. I mean, yeah. he didn't lose my much, but it was still a smaller group of people. So division can be changed by perspective, and then the internet just changes perspective completely. So sometimes division is made to be seen bigger than it actually is. Right. Especially with things like the internet. So. You know, maybe we're not as divided as we actually it actually seems if you tune into the news every day where it seems like we're 100 like divided right down the middle. But, you know, maybe it's not as big as it seems. And the reason why it's not as big as it seems is because everybody's talking about it. When we're all yeah. talking about the same thing, that means that we have one thing in common, that this is on our conscience. Yeah. If everybody's whether I mean, you can all we all have opinions and social media, I think, has given everybody an opportunity to have an opinion in this day and age. Everybody has an opportunity to say what it is that they want, and they have a platform to say what it is that they want now. I yeah. truly believe uh, social media has kind of opened That's the that positive up. side. That's yeah. the, but, but, but the problem, and, so, and there is some negatives to that. Sure, sure, Some sure. people say some off-the-wall <laughs> stuff on, on social media, and some people kind of abuse social media in a lot of cases. But everybody's still talking about this one thing. Everybody is still using these few outlets to talk about these particular subjects it's very necessary because there was a point in time where people were afraid to speak out on these types of things where people were afraid to talk I think about it's what, still happening right now that people are afraid yeah people are afraid because some people want to they don't want to seem like they don't know what it is that they're talking about yeah i think that's the main thing is some of these people get a platform go say something and now you're also like i said it's a time of exposure it's yeah. also if you're wrong or if you say something inaccurate that's going to be exposed as well. That nothing's deleted on the internet anymore. The internet can expose you in more ways than one. But 
I just feel as if still the fact that this is on everybody's conscience, the fact that if a police officer pulls a gun, I'm pretty sure it's on his conscience. And whether whatever the case may be as to why, whether he's right or wrong for the reason why he has to pull a gun, because of the discussions that are at hand, because of these protests, because of everything that's happening in society today, in particular that has happened in society in 2017, I think it's more of a conscious thing for so many people. And then you get to learn from that. That's when you start to learn. That's when you don't really have a choice but to kind of open yourself up to learn about other people and what yeah. other people go through because I still have to open up. I'm, you know, I wouldn't sit here. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a Republican, but I'm not I'm not willing to sit there and not listen to what it is that they have to say. I want to hear what you have to say because I want to learn. Now I might flip that and in my favor, maybe I won't. Maybe you're right about some things. We're not all perfect. We're not all right. We're not all wrong. But I'll at least sit there and listen. If I think you're off, I'll tell you you're off. <laughs> if I think you're not off, I'll tell you you're not off. But I'd rather be able to be more so open-minded and learn rather than not learn. And I think that when all of these things come to our conscious, we're learning more so than not learning. Yeah, and uh, I think one thing you hit on that's really important there is you – there's a stage in this process where everyone has to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There is there there's a certain there's an uncomfortability that happens and I think almost I would say everyone who followed the news this year felt uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you absolutely, absolutely felt uncomfortable because we hit uncharted waters this year in all the news that broke and if you didn't feel uncomfortable watching it then I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's up with you, but like seriously, like, that is a stage, and we we all don't we none of us like it. It's not it's not fun to feel uncomfortable, especially when you're watching the news and you just you you don't want to feel that way. The reason you're watching the news is because you want to be updated with everything that's going on in the world, and you want to you know ultimately feel you want to feel good about stuff that's yeah. happening, right? Like that's why we go on social media, and that's why we watch the news and stuff like that. But this year there wasn't a lot of that. And no. a lot of times it was things that, man, you, you want to turn it off. You don't want to hear it, but you have to hear it because the reality is that's what's going on in the world today. That's what a lot of people are experiencing. And that's the kind of world that we all have to get together and try to eliminate that kind of stuff from going on. It's not, it's not just one person. It's all of us have to get together and we have to try to figure out to, a way to facilitate a society yeah. where that kind of stuff isn't possible. And so, you know, it's on, it's on all of us. Um, and it's, it's that way. It's, it's, it's that way in the sports world. When, when, when a player takes a knee, the first thing shouldn't be to bash him. The yeah. first thing shouldn't be to hate him. The first thing you should do is try to understand why he's doing it. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to understand his perspective of the world and understand why it's happening and why he's doing it. Cause there has to, he has to have a reason. And so, I mean, that ultimately is, is, is the, is one of the biggest steps is just understanding that you're gonna you're gonna feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and 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 now that you said that, I think this is gonna bring up a pretty interesting topic. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's the Me Too movement. It's this movement um, where ladies, females, women are and some men too. Some men too. Yeah, for Terry sure. Cruz. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Some men too. You're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right about that. Way to correct me there. You are absolutely <laughs> right about that. But where people, I should say, have yeah. come out yeah. and talked about being mistreated sexually basically yeah. you know it was 
misconduct with how they were treated sexually. Um, and I know we know, you know, a lot of people that have recently come out who are kind of targeted for this sexual misconduct. You had Tavis Motley, you had Harvey Weinstein, you had Louis C.K., you had Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, Russell Simmons. The list goes on. Um, it's a long list. It's a long list. The list goes on for people. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you how crazy it is. When This <laughs> is going to be interesting here. Okay. This is how crazy it is, and this is how I know this is a big thing in society right now. When the whole deal happened with the radio show, I literally had somebody ask me, did we, did our radio show get canceled because of sexual maybe harassment sexual harassment Holy or a sexual sh- allegation? And I had to shut that down real fast. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 that's not what happened <laughs> at all. Let me put that out there. Yeah. But there's such a huge thing right now that when our show got canceled, somebody literally asked if it was a sexual harassment deal, if it was sexual misconduct that took place for our show to be canceled. Had to nip that in the bud real fast. Absolutely not. But even with this movement, and I don't want to sit here and sound like an expert on harassment, an expert on rape, and I don't want to sit here and sound as if I am a woman because I'm not a woman, but I still think it's very necessary for us to talk about this because we're men and we're talking about society. We're not we're not just talking about one specific gender or one specific race. We're talking about society as a whole. And we all bring to this, I guess, rape culture is what a lot of people like to call it. We all kind of pour into it, whether positively or negatively. We try to keep it positive over here. But for those of you, I have had an expert on this come on to this podcast, Jessica Luther. Uh, she's a New York Times bestseller. She wrote on Sportsmanlike Conduct, uh, the, college, uh, the Politics of College Football and Rape. So we had that here on this podcast. So don't think we're in here trying to take the place of a woman and how women should feel when it comes to sexual misconduct. I just want to preface that before we dig a little deeper into this conversation. Go back in the archives. We brought a woman on, an expert female, by the way, on to talk about it right here. But I think it's still very necessary because this was a big part of 2017. And I'll be honest with you. um, I was sitting on Facebook last week and... I was shocked and surprised, and I've always been conscious about the Me Too movement. I've been conscious about the way women are treated in society. I've been conscious about these things. We've talked about it here on the podcast. We don't really run away from it. But there was somebody who came out and said some things that really, really shocked me, and it was Too Short, the rapper. Okay. So Too Short, legendary hip-hop artist yeah we all know that his claim to fame isn't necessarily being respectful to women okay let's just let's just make that clear let's get that out of the way let's get that out <laughs> of the way but i was surfing on facebook last week and i scrolled by a video and it was too short and he was talking about you know everything that's going on with these harassment cases he didn't i don't think he necessarily spe- uh specified the me too movement but He was just talking about society as a whole. And obviously he's very explicit (laughs) in the things that he says, and he hasn't run away from being explicit (laughs) in his music. But he pretty much, and I'm paraphrasing here, and I'm giving us the clean and edited version. Thank you, He pretty much said, absolutely. (laughs) He pretty much said that men just need to quit trying to hook up with women. Men need to fall back 
and let women run things. <laughs> and it was interesting to me because hearing it from Too Short, this is the same guy who made the song Freaky Tales. This is the <laughs> same guy who made a song talking about hooking up with 19,999 women. That's and he was lot. only one away from Will Chamberlain. Ooh. And for those of you who don't know the story of Will Chamberlain, uh, the only suggestion I can give you is Google and take advantage of it before these net neutrality laws come into effect. <laughs> but when I heard Too Short come out and say that, I was like, wow. Things are changing because this is a dude who didn't necessarily respect women. And I mean, obviously, he's a lot older. He's a lot wiser um, as an individual, as an artist, as a person. He's a legend in hip hop. He's been around for decades. He's crossed generational barriers. But he was pretty much saying, hey, they run household. Women run households better. They're more organized. Men, we're messing up. And he said we're effing up, but I'm going to yeah, say it yeah. for podcast purposes. Thank you, he's, We're messing up. <laughs> yeah. And so when I heard him say that, I'm like, wow, these things and this movement really is kind of having an effect on society. And it's another situation where it's bringing a lot more consciousness to these issues. Yeah. Yeah. That That is interesting. That too was short. interesting. Yeah. Too short. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. I mean, I, I I love that I love his that his passion and that he wanted to come out and say that. I don't know if he said it in the necessarily the right way. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's very profane, and yeah. I mean, he's been that way, so I didn't expect um, him not to be profane. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with some of the things Too Short said. Uh, I mean, I do think that overall, if you look at the bigger picture here, this is something that all that all men need to be a part of in fixing. Yeah. All men, you know, and there's obviously bad men and then there's yeah. better men and then there's good like I said, men. We right? all pour into this but, culture, but we all we are all a part of it. And even if it's just little things like you see something at a party that's not OK. Right. Or you see something on the bus that's not OK or something like that. You got to step up and say something. And that's just kind of that's the kind of culture that we need to be involved in creating where it's like this is absolutely not OK. Right. You know, and we haven't. Obviously, we haven't done a good enough job of that in the past or not, and this stuff would not have been happening. But, I mean, it also it comes down to power. And you see all of this, all these situations are men in power, and yeah. they, they use their power in the wrong way. Yeah. So, I mean. It, Abuse it. There's, Abusing their authority. There's something that we need, to do, we need to fix there, too. I mean, power should not be able to be abused so easily yeah. and so unheard of. So that needs to be fixed. I mean, there's a lot of different things that, as a society, as men, that we need to take care of and we need to control. And it's it's not just one of us. It's not just the guys who are doing the bad stuff. It's also us who are a, a part of a culture that doesn't do that as men. But we need to just make sure that when something around us happens... So basically you're saying if you're not active in changing the culture, then you're a part of the problem as well. No, no. I mean... So basically, yeah. if you you don't have to necessarily be the man that's committing the crime, but if you see something going yeah, on, or you if gotta, you hear you, something going on, and you just stay quiet about it and you stay silent, then you're a part of the problem. Yeah, it's like uh, when you when you lie by not telling, like by omitting something. You know, yeah. that's what you're doing. Now, are you just as bad as the person who created the problem? Eh, I don't know about that. That's kind right. of a moral. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if when these people aren't when men aren't speaking up in these situations and it's 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 allowing it to happen it's allowing it to happen and we how we know that because it's happening yeah and it's been happening for so sure. something needs to change not just 
And it doesn't just come down to the fact that it's like men need to stop doing this. Yes, of course that needs to happen. But there's other levels where all men can change. And that's how we fix it ultimately. How vital do you think this movement has been to society? Uh, incredibly. Like it's, it's one of the most powerful things that I've seen in our culture. And, and the cool thing is it's like, I think it's one of the best representations of the power of social media in a positive way. Yeah. That we've ever seen. I mean, you had stuff like the Arab Spring, and of course, like that was incredible, and the revolution with with social media, very powerful. But as far as like American culture, we've seen a lot of negative things come from social media. As far as movements go, where we're just tweeting about stuff when it happens, saying it needs to be changed, and then moving on. This is something where we're tweeting about something happening, saying it needs to change, and then we're making things change. People are getting fired because people are are upset and they don't and they don't allow these people to have jobs anymore because they shouldn't have jobs anymore with the way they've acted so it's a way it's one of the most powerful things that i've seen social media accomplish and you know why because social media hasn't been the mainstay of it social media has been a way to get people involved it's been a way to get it exposed yeah and that's why it's become so powerful because me too is just a hashtag you know yeah us millennials we're great at coming up with hashtags to solve problems yeah but we're not so great at coming up with ways to solve the actual problems this time we came up with a hashtag and then you know what we actually solved the problem or maybe not solve the problem but have put together the right steps to make sure that we can solve the problem because this is a this this is an ever-evolving fight so that's why i think it's been so powerful that's why, like, you know, time obviously honors the Me Too movement as the person of the year. I love it. It's great. Yeah. You know, it, it because, like I said, I think this is an example of what social media should be. And, and I want to elaborate on that a little bit more. But first off, let's take a break and get this sponsorship going here. So there's only one way I know how to wake up people, and that is with the delicious cup of dovetail coffee. Before I get ready to record the podcast and get out of bed ready to start the day, I need a cup. I recently became a coffee drinker. I have a cup of coffee in my hand right now as I'm speaking to you through the microphone. He loves it. He oh, loves yeah, it. I do. I do. I, 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 I it's love getting it. pretty low, pal. So I might have to give you another low. cup. I might need a refill here. <laughs> I might need a refill here pretty soon. But uh, anywho, if you are a listener, they're offering you free shipping on all of their products right now. Just use my special code, Wake Up. No spaces, no capitals. Get Dove, Dovetail Coffee delivered free right to your door. It's at dovetailcoffee.com. You go to dovetailcoffee.com and make sure you use my code, Wake Up. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed with this coffee here. But back to uh, social media and the effect that it's had with the me too movement and i think you hit on that really good and you had a really good point because the trendiness the hashtags you know one day we're talking about one thing the next not even day the next minute or two the next hour we're talking about an entirely different thing and it seems what seemed to be so popular just an hour ago literally just went by the wayside especially this year especially this year and that's why i think it is very important to recap this year and the things that happen in major movements in sports politics and culture that have taken place because these things cannot be forgotten about And it's easy to forget about them. It really is. I mean, news is so on demand these days. There's always new content coming out. There's content everywhere now. Um, It's all over the place. There's always new content coming out. But in a year that seemed to hold so much negative weight, 
I think it was very important for us to come in here and talk about some of these issues, even issues as far as I think another area where a lot of exposure took place was student-athletes. I mean, you remember the comments Josh Rosen made. Uh, you remember the FBI investigations. Yeah. And all that seems to have been forgotten about already. This was the biggest, trendiest news at the time that it was released. And it seems as if it's already forgotten about. And like I said, I just think it was a year of exposure. Those were a couple of other moments where it exposed how the NCAA treats student athletes. And maybe the student athletes should get paid, whatever the case may be. Everybody yeah. can have a prerogative on that. But it just seems as if so many things have happened and so many things were forgotten about. But there were some major movements, some major societal movements, some major societal events that happened this year that we can't forget about and that we need to keep near and dear to us moving forward as we try to progress in society. Yeah, definitely. And interesting, like I remember when the college basketball story broke, I mean, we were we were about to do a radio show. Yeah. And we had to completely change our show because we're like, damn, we got to talk about this. But I mean, also at the same time, like I kind of just want to piggyback on what you're saying. You know, it absolutely the I think the exposure is part one. But then I also bring back my division as yeah. part two, you know, especially with like comments like what Josh Rosen said about, you know, college football athletes. And of course, Josh Rosen isn't the first athlete to speak out about this. I yeah. mean, there's been a lot, but it's crazy to hear it from a guy like Josh Rosen because he's he can he's really well spoken for how young he is. Yeah. And he's in a really powerful position, you know, as the starting quarterback at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And so to hear him say stuff like that is is very powerful. But it just, I mean, and we probably argued about it on the show that day. It's like whether or not college football athletes or whether college athletes should be paid, people just flat out disagree on it. And, you know, yeah. and so, when, when, so when, when it comes out and when he says it, what happens is basically the argument c inflates, gets yep. huge. Everyone's fired up because he said something. And we all argue for a while. Then we stop arguing. And then the next day we move on to the next thing. But you know what? But you know what I love about that? You know what I love about that? What kind of sparked, re-sparked that conversation again was just months later you had this crazy coaching carousel. And right here in Oregon, we were following Adidas. it right along with Willie Taggart going to Florida State. And you had, uh, I think it was Travis Johnson. He used to be a quarterback at the University of Oregon. He transferred before the season even started because he knew Rosen, I mean not Rosen, excuse me, Herbert was going to be the guy. He was going to be the quarterback at the University of Oregon. He yeah. transfers. When Willie Taggart goes and accepts the job after only coaching at the University of Oregon and for one season, he goes and accepts the job. Travis Johnson tweets out, and I'm paraphrasing here. He basically tweets out, it's crazy how these coaches can coach one year at one place and transfer and go coach somewhere else the next year and get paid more money. And we transfer as players and as athletes. We got to sit out a year. We can't, we're not getting paid. Just, you yeah, know, we got to deal yeah. with a lot more politics than maybe a coach has to deal with. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at Willie Taggart for taking advantage of what he was offered. I mean, I think Willie Taggart got the best um, out of the situation for himself, for his family. His father recently passed away. He got his dream job at Florida State. I just think it was such a unique opportunity. He couldn't pass it up. And, by the way, he made a lot more money. Absolutely right. I'm yeah. not knocking Willie Taggart for the, deci the decision that he made based on the opportunity that was laid out for him. But I do understand – 
what a guy like Travis Johnson is saying, especially a few months following the craziness that surrounded Josh Rosen for the comments that he made. When things happen, the fact that people are outspoken about it, the fact that people are actually dividing or exposing some of the insufficiencies that are happening in the NCAA, uh, that are happening as far as sexual harassment, that are happening for people of color. The fact that it's being exposed when something else happens, like Willie Taggart leaving Oregon after a year to go coach at Florida State, it triggers something about what it was that Josh Rosen was just talking about a few months before that we may have forgotten about. We might have forgotten about it because things are so trendy and it was in the news one week and out of the news the next week. But when something happens in the future that can trigger that moment, I think it's a beautiful thing. I'd rather people speak out about it and it hit the news for one week, for one quick short week, than people not say anything and then we don't get triggered when we see something like Willie Tagger going to get paid more money to go coach at Florida State after only being with uh, the University of Oregon for a year. I get what you're saying. So essentially it, it, it builds on like kind of like an exponential yeah. level. So it's like when someone says something, even though it goes away after a day, the next time someone brings it up, then it's coming back even stronger. It's coming back even stronger because yeah. we were educated on it three months ago when Josh Rosen came out and was so outspoken about Basically having two full-time jobs, being an athlete and being a student. Yeah. So it kind of reiterates and it triggers those types of things. And I think that's when we begin to see the improvement. That's when we begin to see people be like, okay, we've been through this before. We saw this from an entirely different perspective, and now we're seeing it from seeing it from this perspective. But we kind of have a foundation to work off of to have a valid opinion as to why this is wrong or why this is right or whatever the case may be, depending upon the situation. But if Rosen didn't say anything and he just sucked it up and yeah. was a UCLA quarterback, star quarterback, who probably is going to get drafted here in the first round uh, in the NFL draft, if he didn't say anything, for some guys it wouldn't re-trigger what just took place a few months ago when Rosen did decide to speak out against some of the insufficiencies of the NCAA. See, now my only argument against that is, though, have we gotten any closer to a solution to the things that Josh Rosen talked about? Well, well, remember, remember, like I told you before, I don't know if we necessarily have gotten closer, but we might not see a solution in our lifetime. And yeah. I think that's a part of the problem that we have, and we get so caught up in things moving so fast and things being so trendy, and we get so caught up in the moment that we forget that we're striving for something, and we're not like we're not gonna kill this whole thing off at once. But the fact that it's being exposed, maybe somebody, and we talk about him here often, maybe somebody like a LeVar Ball is capitalizing off of that, sending his kids overseas. Maybe he's showing us. Maybe he's the guy that's showing us a different way. Maybe he's capitalizing off these sneaker companies not being able to take advantage of these athletes in certain ways. Maybe LeVar, maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's not the guy. Only time will tell. But we're at least striving towards something and we're learning as we go. And I think that it's creating a kind of a thought process in society to where when these things get exposed, we'll be easily triggered when other things take place that kind of proves the point that Josh Rosen was trying to make. And then ultimately 
like I said, it may or may not be in our lifetime, you'll start to see changes in behavior and societal behavior and individual behavior and behavior of families and behavior of women and behavior of men and behavior of people of color and behavior of whites. Regardless of what kind of person, background, whatever it is that you come from, we'll start seeing a change in behavior, even if it doesn't happen right away. It's not going to all happen right away. So I still think that it's a lot more important for things to be exposed. And I think 2017 was a year of exposure, which led to division. Yeah. <laughs> it's led to division. Dude, it's, it's a great partnership of words. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a great, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it seems, but because we're living in the moment, because we're so into living in the moment and being in the moment, mm. we're, we're kind of frantic about it right now. Should I say this? Should I not say this? Should yeah. I jump straight at it? Should I not jump straight at it? What side am I on? Can I hang around with this person because they believe this? Can I not hang around that person because they don't believe this? I mean, we, we're, we're, we're thinking too deep into it. It's good to be having these conversations. I just think it's really good to see a lot of these things get exposed over time. So ultimately, it's it's come it comes down to kind of a small battle kind of thing where you have to fight the small battles before you're gonna war. Win, before you're gonna win <laughs> to, the war before you're gonna win the war <laughs> and we might not see the war <laughs> get won yeah we might we that kind of sucks pal it it, it kind of does but <laughs> at the end of the day I'd rather fight and attempt to win than not fight and just lose the war anyway yeah. I'd rather fight and maybe and give myself a chance at winning a war. And even if I lose, I, I at least know I fought and I gave myself a chance. And even if I lost the war, the next war that gets fought, maybe somebody can learn from how I lost and figure out a way to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, like <laughs> maybe I like maybe that. they can learn. Maybe the next generation, maybe kids, maybe, you know, people that are coming up and growing up after we are can figure out, okay, that didn't work for them. So I'm going to take a different direction and do this. And now I win this war because I know how they lost that war. Yeah. We can't think about it from a perspective that this is all right now. It's now or never. It's not a now or never situation. This is progressive. This is going to continue to be progressive. We're going to continue to have to fight and strive for equality, for what's right, <laughs> for what's wrong or against what's wrong, I should say. And that's how you ultimately make things better in society. And that's what people did for us. Martin had a dream that he never seen come to fruition, but it came to fruition. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just, I think it's more of a mentality thing. So we should continue to expose issues. We should continue to talk about issues because ultimately Things may come to fruition in ways that we may not ever get to see physically, but I'd rather things come to fruition, whether I see it or not, than to never come to fruition at all because I didn't help lay a foundation for that to happen. So ultimately, even though you know your word is exposure, mine was division, Division is ultimately an effect of the exposure. Yeah. And so you think that division, you know, in this case, it's a positive thing. We should be divided on some some stuff because that's just human nature. And then eventually, you know, once we get to this world where, you know, exposing things is more normalized and, you know, our culture is just one that doesn't hide things, you know, necessarily. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying, you know, some things just stay hidden. Yeah. Um, Division will eventually, you're saying maybe not go away but will be less powerful less strong it'll be less powerful because because yeah. we see and know what's going on and it's not being hidden from us it's not being i mean you think about 
education, for example. It was a time where segregation played a part in who could be educated in what way. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, there's still, I still think, you know, we still got a ways to go as far as education is, for, is concerned for groups yeah. of people. But we've come a long way as well. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we've come a long way as well. And I'm grateful for where we came, and I'm going to fight and strive for better to come. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I'm not going to just stop here because, oh, we came this far. Let's just accept it and not make things even better and not strive for even better when there's more to strive for. I'm going to continue to striving. As long as there's more to strive for, we got to continue striving for it. The moment we stop, I think things will begin to digress. But... Like I said, the division, this podcast, we talk about many of these kind of touchy subjects and these touchy issues because, like you said, it's going to take some uncomfortability for things to really come together and for society, behavior in society to change in better ways. Yeah. Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's, for sure. I just think uncomfortability is is something that we have to – face we have to face it and that's the only way that we're going to be able to progress moving forward so before we end the podcast i got to make you a little bit uncomfortable Uh alex because uh just a couple days ago we had an nba player former nba player by the name of kobe bryant um who had two of his numbers retired he had number eight retired and he had number 24 retired oh and by the way both of those numbers got retired by the same franchise we've never seen it before Uh, the los angeles lakers charlotte hornets the los angeles lakers (laughs) by the way which is probably arguably the greatest franchise the only argument you can make is the boston celtics so that's why i said arguably but it's one of the most storied franchises in the nba (laughs) and uh this guy by the name of kobe bean bryant some people call him the mamba um he got both of his numbers retired by that franchise so therefore the reason why i want to make you uncomfortable because i know you're going to disagree with this but the reality is the man is the goat he's (laughs) the greatest of all time it's over. It's done with. You saw it. I saw it. It wasn't much to miss there. <laughs> was, I mean, I mean, ultimately, let's let's looking at just the NBA today. LeBron is going to have two numbers retired as well. He'll get twenty three retired in Cleveland, and he'll get six retired in Miami. Same franchise. What? Oh, oh same franchise. Okay, who cares? <laughs> okay. Who cares? Same franchise. You know what? Anyone can switch their number and get both retired. <laughs> no, they can't. Right. no, they can't. No, they can't. Same franchise. All right, I got to give Kobe respect. Got both his numbers retired. He looked good with his family walking into the Staples Center, and um, I got to give him respect. But that doesn't mean he's the greatest of all time. Who's the greatest then? <laughs> I mean, Jordan's the greatest no, of all time. No, Kobe's the greatest of all time. Jordan didn't get, Jordan didn't Kobe get both numbers Kobe copied retired. Jordan and didn't do it as well. He did it better. He got both numbers How many retired. rings does he have? He got five. Jordan got six. That's fine. How many three-peats does Kobe have? He's got one. Jordan's got two. That's fine. He went back-to-back. Jordan, Kobe, he, he did it with two different teams. I mean, Kobe, I'm saying, did it with two different teams. No, he did Jordan it with one franchise, I thought. One franchise, but I'm what I'm kidding. saying is, I'm what I'm kidding. saying, no, the no. structure of the teams were totally different. Pau Gasol, The first Shaq. three had Shaq, and then he did it with Gasol and Bynum, <laughs> and guys who have never been the same since they stopped playing with Kobe Bryant, by the way. Shout out to Paul Gasol. I'll give him some respect, though, because he's still hanging in there playing with the Spurs right now. Yeah. He's still at it. 
Definitely not the same. Gasol and Father Time is undefeated. I get that. Andrew Bynum fell off the face of the, of the earth after he was done playing with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He fell completely off the face of the earth after he was done. But, you know, like I said, I just had to um, acknowledge my man Kobe because growing up he was my favorite player of all time, which so is why. So you're biased. Yeah, I, absolutely <laughs> I'm biased. But I also got a little bit of – Logical reasoning as to why Kobe Bryant is the no. greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah, I've got some logical. He's the first player to get two numbers retired by the same franchise. Just because he switched numbers, Jordan kept his number the whole time. Jordan could have switched numbers. Jordan, Jordan could have worn a number. Jordan could have worn a number. He wore forty-five. Like one game. He <laughs> was season. He could. Jordan could have switched numbers every game. He could have got a hundred retired. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that's the case, Kobe could have too. Maybe. Yeah, man. If that's the but case, Jordan's would have been too. better. Nah, Kobe's the man. Kobe's the man. But I definitely wanted to kind of lighten things up. But like I said, I just, I think that how uncomfortable this year was because it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. I mean, it's we've seen some unique events take place. Um, we we've seen a lot of things happen and take place in 2017 that it hurt a little bit. I could have never imagined. Yeah, it did. I, I, I honestly it was painful. Could, yeah, I honestly could have never imagined some of the things that took place this yeah, year. Yeah, me too. Personally, collectively, as a society, like some things you just couldn't have imagined and couldn't didn't see coming that took place. But ultimately, we got to embrace being uncomfortable. Agreed. We got to embrace exposure we got to embrace division and 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 the reason why because that's part of why we're uncomfortable yeah if we can embrace it and acknowledge the fact that we're divided i think we'll be more motivated to become united but if we don't at least embrace it and if we don't um come to the realization that we are divided right now we'll just continue to be divided and We'll act as if we are. We'll kind of just sweep it under the rug. We'll sweep this division under the, under the rug, and then we won't get anywhere as a society. Yeah. But if we can at least flat out sit here and say, you know what? Some things got exposed this year. You know what? We're divided right now. Then you'll work for Once you can acknowledge the problem, you'll work towards the solution. But if we're sitting here divided anyway, and we're not acknowledging the fact that we're divided— we're not going to work towards a solution and we're going to continue to stay divided. Things are going to continue to get worse. Behaviors will continue to get worse and we won't change anything. And change is needed. Change is necessary. And quite frankly, I think change is inevitable. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. Pounce, what, what do you think of 2017 for yourself? Do a little uh, self yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I learned a lot. Um, 2017 was definitely a learning experience for me. I first think year out of college, right? First year out of college, and you know, every everybody knows based on the podcast last week, kind of what happened with the show, and you know, it was just an up and down year. You know, as far as like, I won't even say up and down. It was just a learning year. It was a yeah. learning year. It was a year where I accomplished some things and I got some things taken away all at once. And I was able to learn from that. I was able to learn from my accomplishments. I was able to learn from some of the work I put in. And I was also able to learn from some of the things that were taken away from me. And 
I said it was it was an exposure year. I think that's the reason why I even came in with this mentality that this year was a year of exposure because so many things were exposed for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm not the only one that had so many things exposed to them that wasn't necessarily exposed to me in 2016 or the years prior to that. Yeah. How about for you? It was good, man. I mean, I I, there's like you can say it was a lot of ups and downs, but. You know, and it felt it feels like there's more ups and downs when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. But then when you reflect back on the whole thing, it's it. And this seems like it always happens. It's always a positive when you're when you're growing every day. And, right. you know, when you're looking at every day as a, a, a chance and opportunity for yourself. And so, like, yeah, I mean, the Justin and Devon show was such an awesome part of the year and yeah. such a growing experience. And I was so excited when it started. And, you know, it hurt. It hurt when it ended. But at the same time. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, and, and overall, not. it was 100% positive. Like, yep. there was nothing negative that came out of that. Yeah. And so, like, every experience that I had, and, but, you know, when I was, when we were doing the show every day, every day, it seemed like a struggle. It was like, you know, for me as a producer, who am I going to get on the show? You know, what am I going to do? What decision am I going to make? You know, all this yeah. different stuff. How am I going to sound on air and all this stuff? You, you know, you're going through a lot of different stuff and it seems like a battle. But now you look back on it and it's like, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. It made me a better person. Yeah. And like, so there's all the, you know, you look back on all these different things and it's totally different than when you're actually in there doing it. And so, yeah, I think the whole year is kind of like that. It's like, you know, there was a lot of battles, but there was also just, there's just a lot of growth and yeah. like, especially me and you both the same age, 24. It's like, that's what you need to be happening. Yeah. I appreciate the 2016, I mean, 2017, <laughs> uh, but I'm ready for 2018. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will say that. Yeah. Let's bring on 2018. Yeah, let's bring it on. I, like I said, it was a learning experience. I, 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 I'm taking it all, you know, with a grain of salt, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But uh, 2018, I'm ready to take you on next. Woo! And uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast this year. We actually started this podcast this year. Oh, yeah? By the way, so we started this podcast in 2017. We'll continue doing this podcast in 2018. Uh, Holidays are coming up. This is the last episode of 2017. But you better believe we'll open up the year strong in 2018 and uh, bring the Wake Up and Win podcast on back. But for all you guys out there listening, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy time with your family. Uh, enjoy life. Enjoy yourself. Kick back, relax during these holidays. Definitely. Try to get some vacation Ooh, time. I need that. Get some time off work and get ready to hit the ground running in 2018. But before we go, I just want to give one more shout out to Dovetail Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. They do awesome work in the community, they make delicious coffee at the same time. So check them out at dovetailcoffee.com. And don't forget, free shipping for my listeners. Just use the code WAKEUP, no caps, no spaces, dovetailcoffee.com. Use the code WAKEUP and you'll get a free delivery right to your doorstep. So, you want to win the podcast? End the podcast, excuse me. I'm so used to saying win with this wake up and win deal here. <laughs> and, and you're used <laughs> to winning. <so. laughs> facts, facts. Uh, but <laughs> want to end the podcast and end the year the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. That's-